Well, Ephraim, Ashura, we're going to be having a guest sent here today. You know who has pulled someone's consciousness and has sent it our way. Voldemort? They should be materializing anyway. Who is Voldemort? That's what they call the uh, you-know-who. But you, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Voldemort. No, Lyndon. Oh, the one we don't mention. <laughs> yes, the one that's more annoying. Oh, the evil one. I think he would take some offense to that. He's a demon. Not all demons are evil. 99% of them, yes, but there's still some that are well-meaning. Anyway, they should be... Oh, they are materializing now. Their consciousness has arrived. What is this? Oh, it's a bunny. Hello. You are in the realm of forgotten memories and dreams. You have been pulled to be asked some questions because somebody found you interesting. I believe I was told your name, but I do not remember it. Would you mind telling us? The name is Hopper Flopsworth, and somebody found me interesting? Yes, a friend of mine. So, let us introduce ourselves. I am Rue. I am Aephrim. I am Ashura. Welcome to Delegation of Dreamers. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you all. I'm a little confused as to how I got here. You're technically dreaming right now, though it is real, so don't think that it's complete figment of your imagination. All right. Can I get hurt here? Well, that we would have to test, and I don't think anybody wants to do that. In an emotional sense, yes. <laughs> I don't believe you can get hurt unless a nightmare appears, though, physically. You should be safe. All we want is to ask you a couple of questions and maybe hear some stories from you. Well, sure. Ask away. I would like to get the what's, to me, kind of evident out of the way. You have some necromantic energies around you, though they're weak and disappearing. Were you a necromancer at one point? I was, but I have given that up at this point of my life. I see. That's why it's so weak, then. Interesting. So could you tell me a little bit about how you came about becoming a necromancer? Well, that happened years ago, and honestly, it was by accident. I just had a natural gift for it. I was uh, trying to raise my past pet back to life, but, you know, not undead, but like revivify or something like that. And I uh, ended up creating an undead monstrosity. My mentor told me that I should study and work on my gifts. So I went to wizardry school for necromancy. What sort of pet was it? It was a cat. A nice black cat with a white tip on its tail. Bunny with a cat. I believe the race this name is Herringon. You are correct. I am a Herringon. There were a few of you in the world I come from. But not very many. It's the same in my world. I am one of few. So how did you uh, start performing necromancy? After that incident with my cat, I traveled to the wizardry school that was a few towns over from my hometown and just started studying. I, um, I didn't mean to bring my cat back from the dead the way I did. I was trying to save his life, not give him a weird one. 
it, it was all just by accident how I stumbled into necromancy. Honestly, it's just I had the natural gift for it, so I figured why not continue? I mean, if you got the gift, why not use it? Exactly. Necromancy isn't a normal gift, per se. That's more of a rare thing to come across. Usually people have to study the arts and study life itself in order to get to that point. Maybe it was something where I picked up while I was learning as a cleric, but it just kind of happened. I didn't plan for it. Ah, you were a late healer. Exactly. And speaking of, you said you were a cleric, or learned as a cleric. Uh, was there a specific deity you'd followed, or did you have any favorites? Uh, I don't see a reason in giving a favorite to the gods. The gods already know that they are almighty and powerful, so I worship them all equally. Ah, that's why you have a little bit of everyone around you. I find that gods are horribly jealous, and they want you to favor only one of them. Some of them are. Some of them just will take any affection or caring about their presence that they can get. Some of them are very annoyingly clingy once you start worshipping them, too. You have experience with that? Yes, you, you know who I'm talking about very well. I've heard the stories. I don't think we've met him before, though. I, I read the books. For once? All the Harry Potter books. Oh, that's not who I'm talking about, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you going to say, every time I say you know who, you're going to bring that up now? Yes, that's what's happening. What have we started? Yes. I shouldn't have gotten him that Kindle. <laughs> we probably shouldn't name a, a lot of brand names and uh, big name books. Okay, I'll redo that. I shouldn't have gotten him that e-reader. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I read all the uh, Perry Hotter books. <laughs> the fact that that's exactly what I was just thinking, <laughs> and that you said it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Have you ever met any of the gods? I've met Kelimbor and Lathander. And they didn't manage to convince you to worship them? Kelimbor asked me to help a group of his, and Lathander told me to stop messing with life and death. Yeah, I didn't listen to Lathander, and Kelimbor didn't ask me to worship him just to help his party in completing their task. Yes, that kind of summarizes how their personalities work from what I know. But uh, I have a bit of knowledge of most of the gods of most of the worlds, and I am not surprised that uh, Lathander would have told you to stop messing with life. I am a little surprised that Kelimbor would have asked someone who has necromantic tendencies to help a group of his, though. I was surprised when Kelimbor approached me too, but... If I have issues with Kelimvor, I'll cross that when the time comes. He did not mention my necromantic abilities or mention anything about the fact that I uh, brought someone back to the dead from his party. What did you bring back? Uh, there was an artificer who had been causing issues with the party. Nothing serious, but he was getting on my nerves. So when he was asleep one night, I uh, ended his life and brought him back as my thrall. Pretty much. I mean, that's one way to get revenge. How did the rest of the party react to this? They still to this day do not know. We were going through to fight another necromancer when this happened. And when we defeated the other necromancer, 
I dropped the spell on this character, so they believe that it was the other necromancer and not me. Well, that's one way to go about doing it, and that's quite an efficient way to do it, too. Almost scary. It's, uh, was one of my darker moments, and it's one of the reasons why I gave up necromancy. How do you give up necromancy? I did a lot of studying into creating a clone and transferring my magic into him. It took a great toll on me, actually. I, uh, not as strong as I once was. How did you create a clone? Well, the same way everyone else does. Magic, of course. Yeah, of course. Duh. Ephraim, if there's a clone of you out there, I'm worried. It's an 8th level necromancy spell, diamond worth at least 1,000 gold, and uh, 1 cubic inch of flesh. So yeah, I had to cut a piece of myself off to create this clone. Well, you non-plant creatures, that sounds horrible. I mean, it's not pleasant for me either to cut something off, but at least mine grows back. Is it like taking a scale? Does it have to be a bigger piece of yourself? It says it has to be flesh. So I don't think a scale counts as flesh, does it? Not quite. So you're saying that you're circumcised now? Um, no, I cut off a toe from each foot. I, I'd rather leave that area untouched. <laughs> All right. I was going to originally ask if it was you made a simulacrum and somehow changed that up, but... You actually went all the way and made a uh, full-on clone. I did. That is quite a feat. Like I said, it took a lot out of me, more than just the cubic inch of flesh that I had to sacrifice. Like I said, I'm not as strong as I once was. I don't have the magic that I used to. But I can still heal people, and that's what matters. And what made you decide to give up your necromancer ways? After we had encountered an angel, and they told me that I was not pure of heart, I had to go through some trials of peril, they called them. It was one of the most treacherous and terrifying moments of my life, and I didn't think I was going to make it through. What were some of these trials? From facing shadow versions of myself to being transported to different realms and locked away in an area that I had to solve a puzzle. The shadow version of myself nearly killed me. Maybe we should be part of one of those trials so that when angels send people on these weird quests, they send them to us. We can just interview them, interview the evil out of their heart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they're being sent around to different realms. Interesting. We can look it up. But uh, back to our guest. What constitutes pure of heart? There is only one in our party who was pure of heart. A samurai... Hideki Yamamoto. He refused to take anything from anyone who had fallen. It was desecrating the dead. He always went out of his way to help everyone, no matter who they were or what their past was. He was truly a man pure of heart. All right. So what happened to him? The angel took his soul. Well, that's not really a nice reward. They promised him everlasting peace, and uh, that was the last we've seen or heard of him or the angel. How did you meet this party member, or at least your party in general, before the angels arrived? I was a gladiator in the arenas of Astakos, a coastal town in my world of Askadel. And 
we were paired up to fight this other party. And um, this other party, I will not lie, they destroyed me and my party. Kelimvor's Fated Few were a strong group. And uh, after the combat, Kelimvor appeared and told one of their party members that he had to go deal with some stuff at home. And he turned to me and asked me to help them. Is there a reason he asked you in particular? He said that they were going on a quest to stop a necromancer, and they could use my assistance for the journey. I mean, fight fire with fire, I suppose. I was surprised when Kelimvor came to me. I mean, I know his hate for the undead. Why come to a necromancer? Who better to know what a necromancer is up to than a necromancer? Fair enough. And also sending one of your enemies to fight another enemy is always going to result in a victory. Two birds, one stone. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. I never understood that saying, because sometimes the enemy of your enemy is also your enemy. Whatever happened to your clone? We got into an argument after I created him. It was quite weird arguing with myself. I've only ever done it in mirrors before. But the difference was this time he left after the argument, and I have not seen him since. I fear that he is uh, causing chaos in the world. That's a tidbit foreboding. So what are you doing to stop him? If I'm being honest with you, there's nothing I can do. I am not strong enough to take him down. He is stronger than I am. He got most of my powers, most of my magic. How do you feel being a cleric now? I feel better about myself. I may not be as strong as I once was, but I feel like I'm doing good in the world. After selling lose a big evil. And you win some, you lose some. In this case, you probably lose many. I'll, I'll do what I can to heal. I'll just be a very busy healer. Job security. Well, that's one way to look at it. Though, it does seem like certain someone is ain't very upset with people in your world because you're getting quite the glare from uh, Mr. Lathander. I can feel his watchful eye on you even in this realm. I fear that he may be watching over me in hopes that I will lead him to my clone. I have stopped messing with life like he asked, although it may have taken longer than he wanted. Now he has no issues. He shouldn't have issues with me. I have no quarrel with him, but I understand if he wants to strike down my clone. What about you? Do you want to strike down your clone? I want my clone to be better. I do not want to kill anyone anymore. But you're not doing anything to make sure that your clone is bettering his ways? No, because I am scared that if I try anything, it will be the end of me. And it's never the end, it's never the end, it's never the end, it's never the end. I mean, it, it does seem a little bit irresponsible of you to set loose something like this, and, and not do something to stop him. I am not going to disagree with you. Sometimes the irresponsible thing is also the thing that prolongs your life. And that's all I'm trying to do. I just... I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do good. And yes, I know that I unleashed a uh, great evil, but hopefully by healing people, I can make up for it. And what was the quest you were doing when you decided to make a clone and pour your necromancy powers into him. I was not on a quest, but I was dealing with the loss of a party member. 
it was after the angel took him that I needed to just get away from all this darkness. So I searched on how to rid myself of the necromancy. And how did you go about finding that answer? That's a rare feat that people can do. Getting rid of something that's innate, ingrained into them. I had somebody tell me that it was just a theory, but it was a chance that it could work if I created a clone. They said a simulacrum wouldn't be enough, that I needed a full clone. I needed to give up a part of my being in order to remove the necromancy. So I cut off a toe from each foot and did the ritual. That's quite a feat. How many have the stomach for? I struggled to do it, but it was something that I felt needed to be done. I needed to rid myself of the necromancy after confronting the angel and losing Hideki. Can you tell us a bit about the rest of your party? Did they go through the trials as well? Yes, we all went through the trials together. Hideki was the only pure of heart. And do they know that you created a clone? They do not. After we got out of the trials, I had said my goodbyes to the party and told them that I could not continue adventuring, and I went on my way. I told them they could always find me in Dragon Court if they ever needed healing. So you're not with the party right now? I am not. It hurts too much, and it brings back too many memories of Hideki. So they lost two party members? In a sense, yes. Did you hold a funeral for your friend Hideki, or did you do anything, any rituals, or what did you do to honor that memory? Uh, forgive me, this is hard to talk about. When we finished the trials, we awoke in the clearing. The angel was gone, and Hideki's body lay lifeless in the middle. I poured all my magic into preserving his body that way it would not decay no necromancers such as myself could bring the body back for anything evil and it kind of gave life to this clearing i've visited it a few times since and it has become bustling with magic and life and it's like its own natural oasis it's just a miracle that sounds quite pleasant indeed a, a place to visit I'm slightly surprised that you were able to make an entire oasis, as you say, using magic of the gentle repose. I did not expect it myself. When it first happened, there was no oasis. It grew over time. I think something with just the magic being there, it helped provide life. The first time I visited, it was still just the clearing. But then it was maybe a year later where I visited for the second time. And there was flowers, there was life, there was creatures, there was a sense of purpose in the air. Do you know what sort of purpose? Just like this was meant to be here. So, apart from giving up your necromancy, do you feel like this adventure changed you any other way? Made me want to be a better person. I'd be lying if I would say that I regretted taking that artificer's life. Or sorry, I'd be lying if I said I didn't regret taking his life. It was a turning point for me. It felt good at first, and then I realized the dark path I was falling down, and it made me want to steer towards the light. And do you have a destination? Uh, not a place, but I just want to live as long as I can, enjoy my life. That is my destination, just peace and happiness. I'm sure your friend will be proud. Do you think your clone has a goal in his life? I am scared to say that I do think he does, and it is not a good one.
the argument we had was because he believed that becoming undead was the next step in evolution. And he set off to start raising an undead army. I do not believe that he will get to complete his task, as we have encountered Kalimvor multiple times. But it is a fear that lays dormant within me. Understandably so. I'm sure wherever evil arises, you'll be there to take it down a notch. I will try. I will do what I can, but as I've said, I'm not as strong as I once was. I may have to uh, reach out for assistance from the fated few, but it's hard to be around them. Who are the fated few? That was the uh, party that I was with yeah. through the Trials of Peril. And you think those people would help you? As long as my clone doesn't get to them first, I I have hope that they will help. I'm sure you and your group will be able to handle it, but I believe our time might be fading. All right. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you all. And you as well. Be sure to keep us updated, well, as best you can on that clone of yours. And until we see you again, have a good awakening. Thank you.